Ladies and gentlemen, if you're here, that means you've already checked out part one of our intro to the 2019 NFL season. If you haven't checked it out yet, be sure to listen to episode 37 of our podcast. Now, here's part two, fantasy. Fantasy. All right, we do have this new season up and coming. We just finished our own draft uh, with the four of us as well as eight other contestants. So, fellas, do you want to review some of the most notable picks and notable teams and um, some of the, the antics that went on that Sunday evening? This was last Sunday, by the way. We'll, we'll also get into some of our fantasy MVPs, maybe a bust or two, and uh, some of our sleeper picks for fantasy this year. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. I mean, guys, I think I think first to look at it, welcome Thad to the league, right? Thad, yeah. Uh, new member to the league. Thad Jordan is- retired. Uh, props to Jordan. He he only lost, I think, once or twice. So I think <laughs> no props to him. But he, he did go to Atlanta for a Braves game, so... I understand why he had to he had to uh, leave leave the league, but welcome Thad, right? And and of course the league gods give Thad the number two pick in the league, uh, which I think oh, sure CJ still still yelling at somebody about probably uh, collusion collusion <laughs> collusion. CJ, I can't wait but for yeah. that first voicemail. Yeah, we're great for we'll it, actually play him this year. I promise you, I'll get it queued up. Yeah. I think I think this year too, you know, while you guys are looking there, I think I think blooper reels. I think we need to pull in, uh, and I think, yeah. I think phone calls. Also, surprise guests that you could uh, look forward to. All the listeners out there, I think we're gonna have some interesting ones. Yeah, I can't always have Tyrion Lannister filling in for Brian. You know, right, I, I know Tyrion's been pretty quiet tonight. You know, he's probably right. drunken in the corner somewhere. Um, for sure. But I think Aaron Rodgers is out there. We challenged him. We, we challenged a couple other guys that are, are gonna be ready to go. Right. But yeah, guys, I think I think looking at it. Uh, one, how do you think the how do you think the draft went this year? It went well. Um, Navy Mike, the uh, the reigning champion, drafting Andrew Luck was fucking amazing. When that news <laughs> yeah, so, broke, yeah. So everyone out there, just so you're listening, we drafted the the same night Luck uh, Luck re- retired. And Lamar Miller. Yeah, yeah, and Lamar Miller got hurt the same the same night, so it was a it was a tough night, you know. And of course, both those guys got drafted, and then the events happened. Yep. Uh, so so a lot of movement there. We were sitting there in shock. I thought D was kidding when he said Luck retired, and then we turned it on TV, and you know there it was. Um, but I think a lot w- went down. I think guys, I, I'm sure you can agree with me here. I think, I think uh, you know starting the league off before you know the first pick happened with a with a nice. Uh, toast to moonshine and then halfway through the draft doing another moonshine uh toast made the league interesting i think the first half went a certain way and the second half yeah great idea it was some great. people yeah, cared some great. people didn't care so i think it made it very interesting i think there's a, oh, there's a you can tell there. you can tell yeah, when the draft just started going off the rails man a team out there could potentially play all the games and be great or they might literally all be suspended uh robbie so I think it's it's very interesting to see some of these teams for sure. Well, I think Frank's had a had an especially good first uh, turnout because he took Elliot Gurley and Green and Lockett, and so he has a lot of gambling in his all all five of his like top five picks straight gambles. 
straight gambles. If he hits all of them, he automatically wins the league, and all of us might as well pack our shit and go home. Um, but if he hits on zero of those five picks, then uh, guess who's getting the draft board and the plunger? <laughs> yeah, just so everyone knows, you know, if you're trying to, you know, a little uh, season recap from last year, uh, Navy Mike did sneak out the belt from Patrick Mahomes last year. And then uh, Andy, once again, really missed that wallpaper. So he won the board. Shut and the Frank, fuck up. Frank's <laughs> needed a backup plunger. So, you know, he, he just needed to make sure he won the golden plunger again, too. So um, a little, you know, new winner. Losers, you know, they, they like to lose. Still losing. Yeah, you know, so... Thankfully, we had some similarities, some change, you know, just to keep you guessing for those listeners out there. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. Uh, Andy, like you were saying about uh, Frank's team, uh, I passed up Ezekiel Elliott and uh, with the fourth overall pick. I just was not confident in when his timetable for return was coming, so yeah, I did not want to... And I took the first wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, soon to follow after that was Michael Thomas because uh, CJ, he was not feeling the Zeke uh, uh, contract situation either. So that was uh, you know another surprising pick because Michael Thomas went over people like Devontae Adams and uh, Julio Jones. But Franks took Zeke after all of that went down. And looking at the rest of his team, it looked pretty good for the first six rounds, like you were saying. Um, all the way up to Deshaun Watson. And then around, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> solid. It, it, it took a turn. <laughs> and he gets to rounds nine and ten. And you start to question, was the moonshine kicking in? <laughs> did someone have a little too much i don't know but back-to-back picks for kyle rudolph hmm. jason Witten. and just recently unretired jason witten 10th round jason freaking witten <laughs> Derek carr oh and then it just went best available after that <laughs> yeah what Oof. I was cracking up on the on the freaking couch, man. I could not believe it. I could not believe my eyes. We'll I see. mean, we've been drafting with Franks for how long though? Are you re- were you really surprised? I, I honestly thought he had it in him this year because he was he was actually making some great picks. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we'll see. I mean, now looking at a, a week later though, T. Y. Hilton. Yeah. You know, change up there. Is Todd Gurley playing the same that he played last year? He was the best last year until great gambles. Gambles. AJ Green, Tyler Lockett, Deshaun Watson, Love. Is fit is Fitz gonna fit with Murray? There are right. tons of great players. Yeah, like you said, D. It, it, I'm intrigued. That, that that might be the, the team that I'm watching this year for sure. The Lockett pick was fucking ridiculous too. All right. The only other real notable question mark I had, um, like I think off really easily off the top of my head was uh Mr. Kevin's drafting of a Tyree kill in the first round. I thought that was a huge reach. And uh, he could yeah. easily have gotten him in the second round because wasn't he not at the back of the second round already? Yeah, he was Kevin, 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, it was he, he had up. to get through. Yeah. He had to get through me and Stefan and. Neither of us were taking Tyree. Yeah, Hill. he passed up Devontae Adams, James Conner, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, all for Tyree Kill. 
Could have, yeah. yeah. Even taking Joe Mixon in the first round there would have been fine. I mean, Joe Mixon falling to the second round. I can understand the offensive line and the offense in general for that team kind of being up in the air right now. Um, I don't expect much from them. But yeah. Um, he could have easily had Odell and Julio or, or you know, like Julio and uh, no. I don't know, Devontae Adams and I don't know. It, it's just. I just feel yeah. like, yeah, even if you really want a Tyreek Hill there, you probably could have gone Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and been fine. And sure. coming back around, you know. Let's talk about my team. It's a lot of risk there, I think. I, I think that's, you're right. that's what I'm saying. I love in the first round, Kelsey. Yeah, I love his players. Uh, Juju, I, I didn't think he would be a first round. I'm not going to lie, no. you know, honestly, I thought he was more of a second round receiver. But, I mean, those the A-B passes, uh, you know, targets at least have to go somewhere. Uh, and, and Juju was already over, what, 100 catches last year. Eckler in the fifth. Yeah. If, if Gordon is a play, it's a crazy pick. But Josh Gordon, mm-hmm. he also picked up. Yeah. You know, I was I was going to try to take Josh Gordon before he took him. I was going to take him that same round, I think. Or either that or it was on the way back, but he took him. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely, I like it, but... It's tough to, to bet on him. I think Mike is honestly a, a secret Steelers fan because he also took James Washington. Uh, so I think that Mike was very surprising. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mike, if you want to come on over, man, that's totally fine. Yeah. 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 Those Eagles fans are doing you right, man. Green Bay. Running I'll, back. I'll never forget him taking, uh, what the fuck is his name? Terrell Pryor. And like with the year we were at Dewey when he was thrown up into a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Pryor, like the second or third round. You know, the beach drafts are always fun, potentially next year. Uh, yeah, looks like. yeah. So, you know, we'll have to stay, stay tuned. Uh, Q, don't break your arm at that point. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I think we're dwelling enough on the on the draft. Um, fellas, let's get into uh, some fantasy MVPs, busts, and sleepers. All right. I'll start us off and get us off on the right foot. I know we were just talking about this, man, and I'll go off with my uh, MVP right now. And I'll, I'll throw in a dark horse as well. And this might surprise surprise you guys, but my fantasy MVP. So I'm saying this from the perspective of this player will probably be on the most uh, championship teams. One, Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster. Wow, really? I'm wow. saying that Juju Smith-Schuster will be on some of the most uh, fantasy championship game, the championship teams. So I believe in his talent. I believe in the opportunity. You got vacated targets for from Antonio Brown. I know he had 166 targets last year, but that number really can only go up. He's number one. He's going to have more opportunity, more chances. This man was tackled within the uh you know two yard line i think at the highest rate last season and i think he's just going to have more opportunities for touchdowns now that antonio brown is gone and and ben is not going to be forcing it just to him um and i just think he's got the talent and you know he's in his third season you know junior year i think he's got it i really do think he's got potential and, and he can really make some uh some moves out there this season and my dark horse is going to be one Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah! Surprising dark horse for MVP. (laughs) This guy, I honestly believe that 
John D. Fili- John D. Filippo, who is a former offensive coordinator for the Vikings, dude likes to run the ball, um, and he said he wants to get this guy involved and get him involved into the passing game. And we know Leonard Fournette has the talent if he stays healthy. I think that that uptick, if they start giving him the ball and he can get like. 50, 60 targets in that range. I think that's going to be very, very helpful for his game as far as fantasy perspective goes. And, hey, he could be another one of those players that could show up on a lot of uh, fantasy championship rosters. I like it, John. I mean, mean, Fournette is – it's not about talent, right? It's about can you stay on the field? Mm -hmm. Staying on the field. So, yeah, I guess if if I'm going to go here, uh, well, you took Fournette from me. That's totally fine. That's totally. Fine. I like yeah, the juju. That's And we're not even Jacks fans. I'm not either. I hate <laughs> the ashes. But uh, no, I, th- I think Fournette. He's, he's he's way too good. He's way too good. Uh, you add a quarterback that can throw the base or throw the baseball. I'm watching baseball right now. Throw the football. Uh, it's it just makes it it's a great a great uh, spot there for him. But so I won't I won't take Fournette. I think MVP though a guy that is going to be on the team. Uh, you know, the most of a, of a championship team. I had two in mind, and I don't, I don't want to sound too biased here. Uh, I The first one that came to my mind was Barkley, Saquon. Uh, I know he's the first round pick, and wow, look at this guy. He's really diving in. He knows fantasy football. He's picking the guy that, that is going most, you know, first overall here. Uh, shocker. But they have one of the easiest schedules this year. They He's... He's a young running back. He's not going to sit out for, for a contract or anything. They throw him the ball. He can catch it. He can run it. He can do whatever. Uh, yeah, they, they don't have Odell to kind of take some of that that spacing away, but I think he's still – it's just easy. It's just easy. But, I, you know, if okay, if I don't want to go too too obvious, I'll go to the third overall pick in Kamara. Uh, you know, Ingram isn't there. So I think Kamara is the same guy. I think he's a way better catcher. Uh, they're going to have to dump the ball off to him. And they do have Murray there, but I think they can easily dump the ball off to Kamara. And there was a times he looked like the best football player in the, in the league watching him, just dumping the ball off to him. So uh, I got to go Barkley or Kamara. I know that's that's kind of – it's not it's not the fun picks uh, for the MVPs, but that's who I got to go with. Uh, and, D, you took, my, you took my dark horse in Fournette, so, which is crazy to say. If you would have said that a year ago, I think – People are like, oh, yeah, dark horse. All right, yeah, first round, second round picture. Um, and this one hurt me. It, it definitely did. And it, it's still, I look at it, I'm like looking at my at my notebook right now, and I'm saying that this is ridiculous. Uh, this team doesn't have players at this position that actually do anything. But I think he could eventually, with people leaving the team because of retirement, I think he's going to get a bigger deal or a bigger uh, workload. Sony Michelle. I like I it. So much. I like it I a think lot. Even if it's not touches or yards, I think touchdown wise, I mean, you don't have Gronk, at least for the first week or two until he decides <laughs> he's working, working well and he can come back. Uh, it's got to go somewhere. And I think with Brady eventually cannot throw the ball as much as some of these other quarterbacks. And you got to hand it off. And James White, I, I was, I really wanted him. Thad took him right before me and I'm still pissed, clearly. Uh, but I think Sony Michelle is a guy that can easily – take it over he was a dominant fucking beast at, at georgia when he was healthy and he could be a sleeper that i think could easily uh you know pick it up for some teams yeah Andy, how about you all right cool so my uh my mvp is uh cmc 
no, Christian sure. McCaffrey. Uh, I think it's it's really not out of the realm of possibilities that Christian McCaffrey could be the fantasy football MVP. Uh, he does it all. He, he, he runs it out of the backfield. He catches it. He's a check down. He's going downfield. He does it all. Um, my sleeper is Dalvin Cook. Um, I think that a lot of people are sleeping on him. And I think that a lot of people think he's like maybe worth like a third or fourth or fifth round grade. But I think that uh, he's he he could eventually work himself into being the focal point of the offense. And just you know, thousand yard season, ten touchdowns later, eleven hundred. Uh, all of a sudden, he's he's carrying you to the ship. I like it. I I like it too, for oh, sure. Yeah. All right, I'll get my sleeper pick. So my sleeper pick is coming from the Bears' offense, and he's a rookie this season. This is David Montgomery. Wow, uh, wow, we are. This, <laughs> this is a team that basically shipped uh, Jordan Howard, who was, you know, a very serviceable running back, solid running back. You know, didn't do anything wrong. He just really could not perform the duties that Matt Nagy, as a head coach, needed from his running back. You know, they had to really rely heavily on a Tariq Cohen to be that pass catcher um, out of the backfield. You know, Kareem Hunt, when Matt Nagy was the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, uh, before Kareem Hunt, obviously, his suspension, his release, all that stuff happened. You know, he did it all. You know, and I think that David Montgomery is going to be the guy who has the opportunity to do it all. Matt Nagy already came out and said that he doesn't want to have Tariq Cohen playing as big of a role as he did before. So they're going to scale him back slightly. You know, you can't you can't take Tariq Cohen off the field. He's literally like a Tariq Hill. Like he is he is electric. He is fast. He can catch it. He can if he's in open space, you're not getting this dude. They're going to utilize him. But as far as being the main running back who can who can literally do it all, he's going to get catches, he's going to run it, and he's going to run well. He literally, in the SEC, had the most missed tackles, broken tackles. This guy's going to be able to do it in the NFL, and I think he's going to have the opportunity. He's going to he's going to look pretty good, and he's gonna he's going to be a, a little bit of a sleeper this year. I think people are going to like him. I like it, yeah, for sure. I'm in. John, you want to give me a sleeper if you have one? Well, I mean, Sony Michelle. That's your sleeper? That's my sleeper. Sleeper and MVP. Yeah, an MVP. I'm saying <laughs> That's okay. an oxymoron. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I missed, I missed you saying that he was your uh, sleeper. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, you know, sleeper, I know he's not too deep there, but I think, you know, I, I, it, it's taken a lot for me because I don't like picking Patriots running backs. No, I like it. But I think I, I think Michelle that makes sense. As long that as, makes sense. As long as his knee stays healthy and he doesn't have right. any kind of regression with that, we already know he had it scoped earlier this offseason. So as long as he stays healthy with it, I think he's got a great opportunity. There's nobody else behind him at all. You know, James White has his own little role, and I actually think that James White's role is going to be scaled back a little bit. Um, I don't think he's going to be as effective as a pass catcher, as a uh, flex position that you might want on your fantasy team this season. Definitely going to think it's going to be scaled back. It was a very unique situation last year. The, the chips just kind of fell the right way. Rex Burkhead wasn't there. A lot of players got hurt during the middle of the season. A lot of things happened. Sony Michelle was hurt during the middle of the season. Like, it just fell the right way for James White. And if Sony Michelle stays on 
the field stays healthy, I really think that it's going to be his opportunity to, to kind of take a lot of those uh, snaps as a, a receiver out of the backfield as well. So I don't think James White got drafted in the league. No, he did. He did. He did. He's right I think Pat took him. No, well, uh, that's that's my two cents on, on James White. Um, I'll say this. I'll give you guys a bus pick, and if you don't have one, that's fine. Andy, I'm sorry. This is going to be one of your running backs. Uh, Mr. Derrick Henry. I know you really, <laughs> really liked him, um, uh, you know, running all over the Jags last season. And I know he did, he did, 99 tear, yards. He did tear it up. <laughs> um, but I honestly don't see him performing – to that level as far as you know his draft capital i don't think he's going to be able to return it um and he really had four he had two really strong games at the end of the season and two good games at the end of the season the rest of the season he was up and down john i think you had him in another league that we were in last year you probably really couldn't count on him for most of those weeks you know unless he was getting touchdowns you really could not count on derrick henry he was not going to get the yardage he's not catching the ball out of the backfield that was all Deion lewis I honestly think for a value perspective Deion lewis is going to be somebody you'd rather have on your team because he is going to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. And I think right now, Derrick Henry has a calf injury. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure. He's expected to be back for week one, but there's a possibility that Deion Lewis could be the number one running back for the Titans offense. And you might want to pick him up as just an option, you know? And guess what? Deion Lewis started, um, I believe he started last season, uh, week one. He was RB, he's RB12, you know? He was RB1 last year, uh, week one. So he might be able to do it again. Also talking about the titans you've lost your best offensive lineman and taylor lawan for what the first 10 games and the eight games four weeks four weeks four okay. weeks whatever jaguars play them week three all right sucks this fucking suck <laughs> so you're you're without <laughs> you're without taylor lawan and also you have a qb situation that nobody thought it was going to be a qb situation with marcus Mariota and ryan Tannehill. obviously marcus Mariota, who's the heir apparent to this offense is going to be the starter but honestly, by the end of the season, don't be surprised if Ryan Tannehill is a starter because Mariota has not been the guy we thought he was going to be. A lot. They also did not pick up Jack Conklin's fifth-year option. So it just just be wary of this Titans offense. I, I would honestly, if you're still drafting, I kind of avoid them at all costs if you can. Honestly, but yeah, that's my yep. boss, Derrick Henry. Yep. Uh, guys, I got a couple too. I think uh, the first one we kind of mentioned a little bit, and it's more of he can't stay on the field, and that's Devontae Freeman. I think he's a beast, but I don't know if he can really stay on the field. I think Ido Smith will be there. I think they're going to pass the hell out of the football. Uh, going from there, Andy, who I'm not drafted trying... Smith? Who drafted Smith in our league? I'm sorry. Not me. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, said that because I think, Andy, you could have a guy that I think could see a decrease in uh, production compared to last year. That's Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, shut the fuck up. I, this is not a Browns bias. I think it's a Browns <laughs> positive. They have so many weapons on that team now that I think if Baker's smart, he, he distributes it a lot better. You have a tight end. You have several receivers that you can throw to. You can throw to some of the running backs you have too. And I think it starts to drop a little bit too. Uh, so I don't even think Odell's even going to play that poorly. But I think because there's other players out there that you can use outside of, you know, Eli Manning had one wide receiver and one running back. I think he could easily see a couple drops. And then D, I'm not going to try and pick on you too, but I'm not high on Carson. I'm just not. 
Get out of here. Get out of here, man. Get out of my mentions, man. I don't want to talk to you. That's Lynch. I'm going to meet your ass right now. I'm sure you and Christian will be fighting over him to pick him before the first Chris Carson? Yeah, man. You guys are always about it. I honestly don't think he's going to have any interest in Chris Carson. Not a lot of people do. I don't know, man. I just think you guys go off to these random people, and every once in a while you get a Kareem Hunter Kamara, and every once in a while you get a Chris Carson. And I think this is... Wow, (laughs) bro. Wow. Wow. It's more of a gut. I think think Seattle's that, that team, but... I'm not big on Chris Carson. All right. Number one, <laughs> Chris Carson literally has all the opportunity in that back. I agree. I Rashad agree. Penny is not the guy that they thought they drafted. He's not. Thomas Rawls. I honestly thought <laughs> I, Thomas Rawls was not. He ran way too hard. He couldn't stay healthy. All right. This this is the, the number one running team last season. Okay, you're, they're not going to change their offensive scheme at all. They're not. They're going to run first, and they're going to want to run first. So you're going to have a lot of opportunity coming out of Chris Carson. Number two, they actually like to use their running backs in the passing game a lot. And guess who they just cut? And got and this guy just signed with the Lions. This is J.D. McKissick. And I know J.D. McKissick wasn't on the field all the time, but he was definitely their primary pass catcher out of the backfield. And I think Chris Carson can actually do it. So if you see an up, if you see an uptick in his like I said the same thing about Leonard Fournette the opportunity is going to be there you have a you have a backup running back who's not panning out to be that exact be the guy that they they draft in the first round and you have the opportunity for a team that likes to pass to their backs and likes to run a lot I think Chris Carson has the opportunity to even jump up into that top ten uh, fantasy production as a running back he has the opportunity I'm just saying I just. He's like Seattle is it's not as bad as New England, but it's it's one of those positions from that team. Like I just don't trust that team. You know, that team, the, the backfield in that team is atrocious. I want nothing to do with it. It makes me nervous. I know Jimmy Graham's not there anymore. I know Marshawn Lynch isn't there, you know, a couple years ago, but it's just it's it's Russell Wilson and he just makes shit happen. And a car it's just never been a running back that we always thought Rawls was the guy. And then yeah. all of a sudden, that happened either. And we'll see. He does, like you said, Carson has all the opportunity. It's just a guy that I'm a little worried about. That's all. All right. <laughs> Fellas, I think we're winding down the podcast. Finally, episode one. I know we're missing Brian t- this week, but. Oh. Uh, do we I have... don't think I got to do any fantasy sleepers. I thought you gave me a sleeper. I was going to say Stefan Diggs, but okay. You gave somebody. I don't remember. Don't oh, matter. It don't matter. Okay, Stefan Diggs, Diggs is your sleeper. Whatever, whatever, whatever. He's beat. He's beat. If you have him, drop him. I think the scotch is uh, hitting a little hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Cheers. <laughs> Anyways, so, fellas, like normal, but I ask you, got any other news and notes that came across the wire? I know one big thing, John. I know you're gonna you're, you're gonna like this one. Novak Djokovic had to retire early uh, in the U.S. Open <laughs> due to injury. But hey, you know, you know, I know you love tennis, man. I know you love ten- tennis. Well, D- Is it your birthday? It's not my birthday. <laughs> D, um, I have a big one for you then, because I know how much you love baseball. Justin Verlander threw a no hitter today. That was great. He did. Yeah, he did. That's his third he career like, one. He had like four. Yeah, yeah. His third yeah. one. He had like his, his second against the Blue Jays, and he had like fourteen Ks. Yeah, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, he Crazy. was supposed to be out of it a couple years ago with the Tigers, and then he's in. 
now he's an Astro. He's won a World Series. He's throwing his third no hitter. He's I think he's third overall now. I think it's Nola Ryland who. And they got Garrett Cole up there too, fucking killing it. The Astros. The Astros are ridiculous. So. Yeah, had to at least shout out a little bit of baseball. All right. I mean, you were talking about baseball earlier, but, you know, you know, had some Freudian slips talking about baseball, too. But, hey, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, go Briggs, right? whatever. Let's go Brian Reynolds getting the batting title. Let's go. Freddie Freeman, five RBIs today. Fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. All right. If there's no other news and notes that came across a wire while we were doing the little bit of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you for joining us, to, uh, season two, episode one of the Fourth and Gold podcast. We are glad to be back. It's been a long time coming. We gave you a few during the summer, but hey, it's going to be back to a week to week thing, and uh, we're happy to bring this to you. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, whatever other uh, podcasting services are out there. We really appreciate y'all listen to us uh giving us voicemails stopping by the chat on twitch you can catch, catch us live on twitch.tv slash just 5 and uh hey we may see you guys this week or if not we'll see you guys next week peace ladies and gentlemen welcome to the fourth and gold podcast we are andy brian john and d Attempt and review some of the notable headlines and sports from this past week, but our banter usually gets in the way. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, as well as most other podcasting services. You can drop us a review and follow us on Twitter at 4THNGOLD, that's 4th and Gold. Thanks for listening.